Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, nighttime entertainment at Disney's Animal Kingdom may be coming to an end. Disney files a patent for drones with projectors on them. And Disney's third quarter earnings are a mixed bag of news for the company. And a little later on, we're going to tell you our thoughts of the new Art Smith's Homecoming Restaurant at Disney Springs. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 904 for the week of August 16th, 2016. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Warner, joined at the table this week by my, well, he's not really my good friend, but my producer, Craig Williams. Hello. Thank you for having me. (laughs) Glad you have a voice. The lovely and talented woman I love to death, Ms. Teresa Eccles. Greetings. Another woman I love to death, Ms. Kathy Worley. Hi, everybody. The lovely and talented woman I love to death, Ms. Julie Martin. <laughs> Mrs. Julie Martin. I always um, call you Ms., but you're Mrs. Finley's favorite saying is to death. Everything is to death. I'm sweating to death. I'm, I'm so hung- I'm hungry to death. <laughs> <laughs> and back in the production nook, our associate producers... Oliver Green, I forgot your name. Almost for a second. Wow. wow. I don't Another know. The lady wow. he loves to death, Oliver Green. <laughs> that's and well, okay. That. I can't argue with that. And of course, <laughs> other associate producer. It's his official title, other associate producer. Rhino Clavin. Hello. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you're having a good week so far. It's only Tuesday, so if you are having a good week, there's time to screw it up. A <laughs> um, couple things in uh, in housekeeping first. Um, John and Kevin obviously are not here unless they have changed dramatically. Uh, they are actually out in, they're on their way, or actually in uh, Europe. They're taking a Mediterranean cruise for the next uh, 10 days, I believe. And then I will be meeting up with them in Milan, Italy um, later next week for the uh, Adventures by Disney uh, Italy and Switzerland trip that we're going to be doing with about 27 of our fellow Dizzers. So we're really looking forward to that. So that's why John and Kevin aren't here. This will be my last show until September 7th, I think it is. Uh, I believe so, yes. September 7th. Unless you're missing more. So for the next two weeks, for the next two weeks, it's crack. (laughs) It's a six. Yeah, the six is that Tuesday. Is that a six? Okay. (laughs) So you got Craig. Dang. His first time hosting the show, this show... And he's nervous. So, I want you to really lay it on thick. No, he's never hosted this show before? He's never hosted this show before. There must have been a reason, though, right? Why, why do it now? Uh, all the good people are taken. Okay. He's got a face for radio. No. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that uh, to everybody. Um, and uh, also, one of the other things I just wanted to mention in housekeeping, I was over on the boards yesterday... <laughs> on our uh, gay and lesbian at Disney forum and some great people on there just not enough it's kind of a quiet board and I think you know I just thought I'd give it a plug 
There's a lot of great information on there, a lot of great conversation on there. It's an awesome Oliver's board. Oliver's contact information is on there. What's that? Hmm? Is it Oliver's contact information is all on there? Well, no. It's, it's not, right below Rhino's it's, house address. <laughs> it's, it's not Macy's bathroom wall. Uh, it's very much not that. Um, it's a great board. So um, if you're part of the LGBT, LGBTQ community, I have trouble getting the initials straight now. Um, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> and you're planning a trip to planning a trip to Disney. Great place to go meet others and talk about, you know, issues that are specific to our community. And so please go check that out. We'll have a link to it in the show notes page, disunplug.com, or just head out to disboards.com and scroll about halfway down. And you'll find the Gay and Lesbian at Disney subform. So I just wanted to give a little push for that. Uh, also want to give a little push for the other shows that we produce every week that Craig in particular works so hard at making sure they all get, get up on time and mm-hmm. get produced. And it's not always the easiest job in the world. Every Monday, Dreams Unlimited Travel Podcast. Uh, you can check that out. All of these shows at DesUnplug.com or in this case, YouTube.com slash Dreams Unlimited Travel uh, what's the upcoming show? Uh, they're finishing out group travel with booking Norwegian Cruise Line and maybe one other cruise line. And then we just pre-recorded next month's uh, yes. shows, and uh, they're going to be uh, talking all about booking uh, Universal. Yes, they are. It was a lot of fun doing those shows. No, it was. So they should so, be uh, very informational. Absolutely. And uh, so we've got the Dreams Unlimited Travel Show, and then, uh, of course, every Monday... Disunplugged.com, the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged, with host Tom Bell and his team. On this week's show, the California team shares their thoughts about the upcoming electrical Main Street Electrical Parade Shuffle, as he's calling it. And Tom checks out the newly renovated Grand Legacy and its rooftop bar. I'm assuming that's a hotel. Yes. <laughs> wow. Thank you, Casey Kasem. Um, and... Uh, that that, that just fell out of you it did sorry something else was happening and yes yeah it just popped out don't ever say those words in a sentence again Um, yes scary and uh, of course every Thursday disunplugged.com the universal edition of the disunplugged with Craig Williams as your host along with Rhino Clavin and Oliver Green and what is this week's show about this week's show, uh, we are going to be covering a lot of Halloween Horror Nights information. All the houses are now revealed, so we're going to talk about them and uh, what we're excited for. So. Awesome. Yeah. And, of course, every Friday-ish, Ish. <laughs> Diz Pop with Rhino Clavin and sometimes other people. Um, so what is it this week, Rhino? Uh, you know, I don't know um, yet. I usually know, <laughs> but... Craig, for anybody who's missing out, there's an episode going I have on. an idea. Okay. I have an idea we might actually be able to do today after the show. Okay, then we might do a mystery show. But if you're if you're looking for some <laughs> Diz Pop Love, Craig did, in his ultimate takeover of the Diz Unplugged Podcast Network, did a movie review for me while I was gone. He did Pete's Dragon. And then also going up today? Yep. Is, or, or tomorrow, whatever. In the next 24 hours will be the Stranger Things episode, I promise to. Um... And then mystery episode this week, too, maybe. Maybe. Lots going on. All right. So that does it for that. Anything else we have in housekeeping? I would just want to say we're all thinking about the people in Louisiana. Absolutely. With the flooding. That's just terrible. I would like to say, um, if that's okay. Sure. Um, 
We have a lot of friends and family affected. Contact the Red Cross if you want to help monetarily. Um, most of you know that Corey and I are native Louisianians. All of our family is there with the exception of his sister. <laughs> so lots of prayers, lots of good thoughts need to go their way. Um, you know, people lost everything. Homes, cars, clothes. It's insane. It's devastating. It's, um, it's not like a hurricane because this was a river that crested way above anything it has ever crested in my lifetime. <laughs> so... Um, just think about them. Do what you can to help. We have some local friends who are also from Louisiana who are driving a truck tomorrow back home um, to deliver supplies. And we're going tomorrow to get some things to bring to them because they're, they're in need of things like bleach, deodorant, um, water, canned food, you know, powdered milk, as disgusting as that is because they have no access to refrigeration. So, you know, I'm also sending a bunch of clothes um, from the kids, from us. They just, it's really, really bad. <laughs> so, and keep all the people who are helping rescue. It's not just firemen, police officers, and people who are trained to do this. These are people who just live there, who are helping. I mean, they don't, it doesn't matter what color you are, you know, what religion you are. People are helping people because that's what people do in the South. I mean, they may do it everywhere, but in Louisiana, the sense of community is just, it's amazing. That's, that's all I can really say. So, just, thanks. Awesome. Yes, please. Please keep them. I just, seeing the, the images on television is like, oh my god. It's unreal. I can't sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping everybody's safe. So anything else in housekeeping? Yes. I would just like to mention quickly, if you haven't contacted me for your auction item, please email me at teeckles at dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. And if you have contacted me and have not heard back, um, just be patient. Um, I'm just about wrapping it up i got a few more people i need to contact and a few more items that need to go out so we're wrapping it up awesome yep great job on that by the way thank you it's been fun all right anything else anyone anyone bueller anyone (laughs) all right over to craigie with the news Oh, boy. Okay, so is nighttime entertainment coming to an end at Disney's Animal Kingdom? Uh, It looks like Disney's Animal Kingdom may be working its way back to being a daytime-only park after Labor Day. Uh, We reported last week that Jungle Book Alive with Magic will end after September 5th, which is Labor Day. And uh, after that, park closing times will move to 9 p.m. instead of 11 p.m., Uh, like they've been since Memorial Day to accommodate for the nighttime safari, dance parties, and the Tree of Life Awakening. Uh, In October, park closing is going to actually be 7 o'clock p.m. and will go even further back to 6 o'clock once we get to November. So it's going to be interesting to see if it's a permanent change or if park hours will be adjusted once Rivers of Light finally debuts, which I believe that's supposed to be winter-ish think is the rumor right yeah, now that's as close as they will give us yeah but yeah in, it, but in, in all in all my years i have never seen disney roll something out like this like nighttime entertainment yeah. they had a whole nighttime <clears throat> slate set and then say up oh, changed our minds yeah i've never seen it I, I it it it's it's actually kind of concerning to me that what is that you know i don't know it just seems unstable yeah and they're not even teasing they're not saying anything yeah it's like don't ask us we'll tell you when we know regardless i think it is temporary because 
eventually reverse of light is going to happen uh they're not going to just give up on it at this point and once they do bring that back in and they get everything working properly then they're going to start incorporating the tree of life awakening and the nighttime safari like they were planning on before uh and because we have to remember that it's all eventually because avatar is going to thrive at night Mm -hmm. so they have to they have to get everything going i mean if they take the next couple months to tweak some things and adjust because nighttime wasn't perfect there. There were definitely uh, a lot of issues, especially with the safari. Um, And that's even if we forget about how bad the Jungle Book Alive with Magic was. So if they take this time to tweak and adjust a couple things here and there, uh, I I think it could just benefit us all later on. It just, it is so unlike Disney to not have this stuff completely planned out and Executed flaw. I, I maybe you know. Look, it, it, it can happen to the best, best of us. But I guess we've just gotten so used to them rolling every when they announce something and they announce a date. It's going to happen. It happens on that date. It rolls out pretty much flawlessly, and that's it. It's like something you come to just expect, I guess. So for this, it's just because they've done it so perfectly so many times. This just stands out like a sore thumb to me. But don't you think they sh- they should have like said something like we're having technical dif- difficulties or something? I think that they think that they can get through the end of the year because the holidays are coming up. That that buys them some time. If this was like February and there's nothing else going on, then maybe they'd be doing something. But I think they can. They think they can slide on this one. I guess. I guess so. I guess they, you know, and I guess they can slide on this. Yeah. I mean, we're asking the question. None of us are going to, like, stop going because right. they're not answering what's going on with this. But with the time of year we're approaching, uh, we're, we are hitting Halloween season two. So uh, Magic Kingdom's going to be a little bit more decked out, especially on party nights. And then it's only a matter of time before we have Food and Wine Festival. And then all the attention's going to be on Epcot anyways. So I don't know if it really matters as much that nothing's happening over at Animal Kingdom because Disney's going to want people spending money on food and booze. Oh, yeah. And I also think that people didn't get into the habit yet of Animal Kingdom being open later. It was sort of like a bonus that it was open till 11 in the summertime, where now you're thinking like wintertime, they're going back to their shorter hours, where if it had been that way for a while, then I think you'd hear more uproar. I think people haven't gotten used to it yet. Oh. I'm interested to see what happens. Yeah, I am too. I just, I'm just really blown away by the whole rollout. Or not rollout. Or rollout and then roll back. Yeah, right. So, all right. Okay. Well, next. Our, our second news story. Disney files patent for projector drones. Uh, will Disney be using projector drones? <laughs> Gosh, this is going to be a tough one. Sorry. At their parks in the future. According to... Sorry. According to Patent Yogi, Disney received a patent for the drones on August 2nd, 2016. The diagrams show the screen held parallel to the ground with the projector beaming an image onto its rear surface via a reflector. The screen would have enough translucency to allow park visitors to see the projection, which could consist of both still and moving images. The lightweight surface would be made of a mesh that allows air to flow through, thus enabling them to keep flying even in gusts of wind. The drones could be useful for aerial-based 
based entertainment, advertising, or to display information in case of an emergency. Just because Disney filed a patent for the drones does not mean they will become a reality in the parks anytime soon, though. Disney was in the news the past couple of weeks for filing a patent for a foot tracking device, as we talked about, I believe, last week. And uh, at that time, company spokeswoman Susie Brown said, In our ongoing effort to relentlessly innovate and push the boundaries of creativity and technology to create immersive experiences and legendary guest service, we file many patents annually. That was a big run-on sentence. Um, <laughs> some come to fruition, and others do not. Well, the uh, this is more than filing a patent, because maybe at some point we're going to want to use this. They they petitioned the FAA to yeah. change the no-fly rules over the Magic Kingdom. No-fly rules that they insisted be implemented after 9-11, by the way. Right. And... Uh, the FAA, the original, uh, the original uh, application to the FAA for that was uh, declined. Yes, FAA said no. Yeah. Uh, but then they, now they've got. But I think you were telling me, Craig, they, they've gone back. They've amended their their request, made it made, made it more specific, or they've done something yeah. to amend their request. Uh, so they're basically asking for an appeal uh-huh. of the decision. Um, now there's that issue, um, but that's that's bureaucratic. You know what I keep thinking of. You've got these little lightweight airplanes with screens on them hovering above thousands and thousands and thousands of people. What's going to happen? It's going to fall down. It's going to, because things that go up tend mm-hmm. to come down. And I, and I, that, I'm, you know, plus, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it sounds cool. The technology sounds cool. And I'm sure that they would do something really amazing with it. But does anybody else see a head wound in your future? Yep, yep. Um, How big are they? Well, they're, it's a drone, so it's not going to be... So it's like, a, like the size of a table or well, something? Well, no, like no, like a remote oh my God. It can be, like, yeah. but, but you hope not. Um, I would imagine, I don't know. About like, this size. Yeah, that's what I was right thinking. Well, that's, okay. not, that's not helping our audience um, <laughs> by pointing to something the camera can't see. He was see. helping Teresa. <laughs> um, I would say, say a, like a big, Sunday, a a big Easter a hat. Yes. yes, a very large, <laughs> very, very large say-something Easter hat, yeah. Um so I I don't know I, I first of all if they don't get FAA approval to do this which they're going to because and here's why because the other company that is pushing for a change in regulations from the FAA regarding drones is Amazon and Amazon actually they want to deliver packages via drone and they are setting up for this. And they're setting up for it in a way that, like, they know it's going to happen. So I think if enough money is spent and enough effort put forward through lobbyists and things like that, also keeping in mind that the guy who owns Amazon now also owns the Washington Post. Um, and I don't know. I don't it's know. so futuristic. I'm all excited about okay, it. Okay, Abigail really thinks you're down there to play with her, Rhino. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Rhino is crawling around on the floor again. Um, we try and keep him on the chair, but it's just. And Abby is oh, Abby is licking his face like crazy right now. She Aww. thinks that this is just that he cares that he's a so dog. Sweet. Um, hold on, is this something? What's what's the matter? It's okay. I thought this box turned off. I heard a click, and 
the lights on the power switch. Okay, good. That means it's on, right? That's good. Yeah. It's just not making any noise all of a sudden. Okay. That's good. Good. I thought it was something that I did as soon as I set everything up, so I'm sitting back here terrified. But as long as it's a technical issue that it's wasn't okay, necessarily me. It's nerve-wracking. It's the first show where I've let them do everything by themselves. Yeah. So It was a pop noise. That's why it worried me. It was like a pop and a hiss. and so it's like No, pop and a hiss sure. isn't good. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this, anyway. This isn't the first time, though, this has come up, because I can remember like six months, a year ago, they were trying to do this. So obviously they didn't just file the patent to just file a patent. They're, they're serious about this. Yeah, so the, the first one they filed was to petition the FAA to, to remove the no-fly zone. FAA denied them, and then they had a certain amount of time to petition why they should be allowed to do that. I never heard any news on whether or not it actually followed through with the FAA. Obviously, that has nothing to do with the patent because patent's going through a separate thing. They can build right. all these, and they can they, they can do whatever way they want with them. They just won't be able to fly it if the FAA turns them down. Um, but I just... I, I don't know why they're investing so heavily in this drone technology. I mean, clearly they have Imagineers somewhere back there in, right. the, in the cupboards over in Glendale figuring out something cool with them. But... As Pete said, as we've all agreed, eventually it's going to fall out of the sky and kill someone. Well, I, I don't understand. Let's hope not kill, but you know it could. Um, I mean, it's going to be falling from a baby. It's going to be falling from such an incredible height, and those things are pretty heavy. Well, I don't think that's the thing is I don't think they're going to be that high. If, if these are projections on screens, they're going to have to be fairly low to the ground for people to really be able to see them. I'm not saying like 20 feet, but I think if you're looking maybe 50, 100 feet off the ground. 20 feet. <laughs> Over your head. Well, that's the other thing, too. Like, if they're going to be, like, projecting onto screens and stuff, then you're going to have... I know it's not ideal having a pole sticking up and projecting something, but then you're going to have a drone flying right in front of it. It, it just... I, uh, it reminds me of batteries not included. Here's the cool thing, though. People will stop looking at their phones and be looking up at the sky, right? As they're stumbling around the park. I love... Like watching videos of people flying drones on YouTube all the time, like some of the be- most beautiful videos come out of that. Uh, but I, I just don't see how they could ever work here. But I would love to be proven wrong in this regard, and they actually. I'm more excited do about great. sitting in my front yard waiting for my Amazon package to arrive by a drone. <laughs> Dropped. <laughs> is it going to have a little parachute on it, or how's it going to work? Yes, It'll be like when the stork delivers a baby, Teresa. Oh my god, I can't wait! It's going to be so awesome. <laughs> All right. Yeah. That's all I've got. Not in the news, though. Oh. Do we want a third news story? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, you got one more. Okay. Well, Disney reports record quarterly revenue despite lower attendance. So last Tuesday was the investors' conference call for Disney, and Christine McCarthy, chief financial officer for the Walt Disney Company, reported the Parks and Resorts Division revenue was up for the third fiscal quarter, yet attendance at domestic theme parks was down. Domestic theme park attendance dropped 4%, partially due to the Easter holiday falling in the previous quarter, but also due to construction at theme parks on both coasts. While attendance was down, guests were spending more on tickets, and more guests were staying at Disney parks and resorts, which saw a 6% increase to $4.4 billion in the quarter that ended July 2nd, 2016. And that is not going to be the case in the next quarterly, because uh, this quarter covers um, through June. Yeah. Um, or through, uh, yeah, through June. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And we know, as we've been talking about, 
uh, the kind of price, disc- the kind of discounts they've been giving at the resorts um, that we're seeing extend through the end of the year now yeah. uh, is not. Uh, that's not. You don't do that when your occupancy is up. You just don't. So I think the next one we're definitely not going to hear. I think we're going to hear occupancy is down. And I think we're going to hear that theme park attendance is down. That's the number that has me concerned, that attendance is down. Now, yes, it's great news that they turned a profit, that they made more money on higher ticket sales and things like that um, through the quarter. But I would remind everybody that Universal used to have those reports. Abby, honey, lay down. It's not time to chase our tail. Lay down. (laughs) Lay down, baby. Good girl. Um, Sorry. Um, we're trying this out with her in here, so we'll see how it goes. But um, Universal, you know, back when, you know, the days before Harry Potter, they were doing, it was the same thing, that their, their, their attendance was way down, but they were making more money through higher ticket prices and through merchandise sales. So, you know, the money's important, but the, 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 uh, the fall off in attendance is what ultimately is going to catch up with them if that if they don't turn that around. So if construction, you know, I, I certainly agree. Construction is one of the one of the issues. Oh, definitely. But it's more than that. I think there is starting. We're starting to get Disney fatigue among the general population, the people who aren't lunatics like we are that are saying, okay, we've done the Disney thing. We've done the Disney thing two or three times. Now let's do something else. I think some of that's setting it. I think you have the economic issues that we're seeing in South America, that we're seeing in Europe. I think those are going to have an impact. Um, do you think Disney would ever, because part of the reason for <coughs> upping the price on tickets was to control how many people came, do you think that they would ever drop the ticket prices? I think... I believe if you look in the book of Revelations, that is one of the signs of the apocalypse. <laughs> you got the four horsemen and Disney dropping ticket prices. Um, do I think, I think, I think things would have to be so incredibly bad. As it is, they just offered uh, annual pass holders. Yes, that's my the, rapid fire. The deal that Kathy is going to talk about in her rapid fire. <laughs> I will not step on it. But again, Wow. When I yeah. saw that, wow. Never seen that. I've no, never, ever no. seen it. Now, 20 years I'm doing this. I've never seen it. So Disney's good at predicting the future. Disney's good at knowing what's coming down the pike for their business. Every single thing they're announcing is all pointing in the same direction. Things aren't what they should be. We have to start discounting. We have to start discounting our hotels we have to start finding ways to discount our tickets. We're offering merchandise discounts to people with tables in Wonderland cards. Um, so what they're starting with is the locals. They're starting with the locals and the people who have annual passes. Highest affinity group. If that doesn't work, then uh, that's going to start getting extended to more. So is it possible we could see a ticket price uh, decrease? Sure. If we do, then that's a pretty sure sign that things are really not going well. But it it really is bad for Orlando in general. I mean, Universal posted great numbers too, but 
that was in spite of everything happening over at Universal Orlando. SeaWorld, uh, whatever his name is over there, has been saying multiple times now uh, that it's SeaWorld doesn't have a problem anymore so much in the way everything's running, but Orlando in general. Right. right. And this is this and is and this is not about const- I mean it could be it could be a uh, halo effect from Disney's construction that people aren't coming to Disney, so they're not going to Universal or SeaWorld either because right. you de- definitely have that crossover audience. But again, let's take a look at Brazil. Let's take you know things are so bad in Venezuela right now that malaria is making a comeback because people oh okay that's thunder folks if uh we have i have a hard rule that too much thunder and all this equipment's got to get shut down it's too dangerous to have everybody in here with all this equipment so just heard a rumble i'm gonna play it by ear gonna keep going but if we have to cut at a moment's notice i'm sure you'll understand um but they're saying that because the economy is so bad, people are going out into the jungles to like mine for gold and things like that, and they're coming back with into the cities with malaria, and now they have an outbreak of malaria. That's how bad the economy is in South America right now. We're certainly hearing about it in terms of are you looking at a radar? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're certainly hearing about hearing about it in terms of Brazil with the uh, with the Olympics right now and all the challenges they've had and how bad the economy is there. So these things, you know, and then, of course, Brexit, you know, Brexit cratered the pound um, and is cratering the euro, which works good for me because I'm about to go to Europe. So, yay on the exchange rate. But, um, well, I mean, last time I was in, in Europe, it was $1. forty-seven to the euro. It's eleven today. Wow. Um, so it's significant in two years. That's how far it's fallen. And it's happened mainly in the last few months since since Brexit. So uh, and here you still have people who are deathly afraid of Zika. Zika. Zika, Zika, tomato tomato. Um <laughs> they're afraid of it. Don't want to come here. Uh That's not helping. Obviously there's still a rollover from Pulse. I mean, it doesn't help whenever Orlando Sentinel is sponsoring posts that say is Orlando safe to travel to and stuff like that. I mean, that gets passed around. Um so just Everything that's happening in Florida right now, nothing's nothing's helping it out in any way. Something something good needs to happen. Give it some good vibes. Kathy, so, get on that. I, I'll work on that tomorrow. Thank yeah. you. All right. Thank you, Craig. That'll do it for the news. We're going to go ahead and move on to rapid fire. And I will talk slowly so that Craig can get his rapid fire ready. Oh, I'll never be ready. But I can do it. All right, Craig, it's over to you. Okay, so uh, I believe it was yesterday. There was more uh, new experiences announced for Destination D, Amazing Adventures, the upcoming D23 event that's happening at Walt Disney World. So exciting for anyone who's attending. They they announced that James Cameron and uh, John Landau, as well as Joe Rohde, will actually be there to discuss more information on the soon-to-come uh, Pandora, World of Avatar, that'll be opening up at Disney's Animal Kingdom. Uh, they also said that there will be a new Walt Disney Archives exhibit that is showing off photographs, props, and models from Walt's uh, personal voyages in an exhibit called Walt's Great Adventures. Um, and so, they're gonna, yeah, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff with that. They kind of teased it a little bit. And then also in the weekend, they are going to 
have events that are based around Jungle Cruise, Polynesian, and just a bunch of other stuff. Fun little events that are all kind of adventurous and exciting. So I'm excited for it. I don't have tickets yet. Need to get those. One day. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Craig. Teresa. Awesome. Disney Imagineers have developed living Pandorian plants that you can interact with. These living plants are actually cyborgs that can detect and resp- respond to user interaction. That's all I'm going to say. How can it be a real plant? It was like a... Uh, I don't know. It's not... A, I was reading the thing. It's like if you touch a certain part, if you touch the leaf... Like a Venus will, flytrap? It'll light up. And they were saying that... So they're you, not real. It's not a re- of no. course not. Wait, living in quotes. Living Pandorian plants. <laughs> it's, okay, coming from the people I live with in my world, I read that to Kelvin, and he got all excited yet slightly <laughs> pissed off because he knew it wasn't real. So, you know. <laughs> they do love their plants. They do. I was ready to get them in my yard. You know, oh, these are cool. I can interact with them. You know, like. There'll be Teresa and pa- Pandora digging up plants. Right. My but husband you love this. You wouldn't have to water them. That oh, even be better than yeah. bring them on. So you wouldn't have to feed cyborg people either? They don't eat? Yeah, cyborgs, cyborgs are eat. generally uh, I've seen eating. those movies. They <laughs> don't, you have you ever seen them. one eat? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I almost didn't know how to respond in this case. <laughs> they were like made in the 80s. I mean, come on. <laughs> so okay. it's not a real plant. Okay, no. I'm really no, honey. now. I thought they'd done something really genetically fun, but no. No, that would, be, that would be cause for great concern. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was all excited there for a minute. Genetically oh. modified cyborg plants. <laughs> Never mind. There's a hashtag for Twitter. <laughs> Picture well. of Teresa with the hashtag geni- genetically modified cyborg plants. I thought I'd get my Christmas shopping done there. I was all excited. If you okay, want something so. that lights up when you touch it, Rhino's right in the back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, I'm not even going to go there. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Teresa. Kathy? Okay. Um, until September 30th, annual pass holders can buy tickets for their friends and family, and they're only $79. Typically, it's 150 to 160 for adults and 149 to 154 for kids. This so is for a one-day park hopper. Right. For, it's a wow. one-day park hopper. Um, there's a few catches. The tickets must be purchased at a theme park ticket window and must be used for the same day that they're purchased. Mm. And an annual pass holder can buy up to six of these tickets. But the pass holder must be present to um, show their pass when they go to buy the ticket. So, so if I have friends come to town, mm-hmm. I can take up to six of them. Yep, your six best friends. My six best friends. So if eight come, you got to pick two that can't go. Right. Yep. <laughs> I won't be hard. <laughs> but that's like half price. That's that's a big deal. That's that a, is big, a deal. big deal. Again, and it's a park hopper. Never seen it. No, never. Never seen it. What's the I point? wish you could buy Just it and use it whenever. More, get more right? people in the parks. Get yeah. more people in the parks. Well, okay. Yeah, if you could buy it, you could, you know. And, and especially there, be even better. Especially during September mm-hmm. when, you know, in previous years, free dining took care of this. But free dining, I mean, I think people have finally figured out that free dining is not a deal anymore, really. Um, that you're paying rack rate for the hotel room and the, uh, the meal plan versus getting the hotel room at a discount, which they always offer at the same time, and buying the meal plan on your own, which for a lot of people, depending on the dates and the, the way it, the resort, ends up being cheaper. So I think free, the, the luster is off of free dining. 
What? Nothing. Oliver caught me checking my hair. (laughs) (laughs) And I would, you know, nowadays people are so hyped up on making their fast passes ahead of time. With this, you couldn't do that. Oh, you know, so uh, you're, you know, you're going to snag. In yeah. It. So you're going to be able to get your ticket cheaper, but you're not going to be able to make your fast passes ahead of time. No, you can make them the day of. And well, but I mean, you know, you're sort of trading off something. Yeah. Yeah. But still for half price. Yeah. You know, there's something to be said that's good about just going around the parks and experiencing all the things oh, yeah. that no one else does. Like that's what Oliver and I did that one day doing Small World and Mad Tea Party. So nice like, to see the two of you fall in who, love. Who, whoever just wants to go and do the Mad Tea Party? Okay, well, my children. <laughs> Sometimes I just do Small World and go home. I know it's. I'm saying more people should just start embracing the little things that don't have weights. It's not all about mind train. It's disappointing. We had a great day. I was yeah. We it, we did things that had 15 minute waits or less, and it was incredibly yeah. romantic. Just did a shame Kylie was there to like you know. Dampen with my wife, oh. not with me. No, That's, I know Steve and I did that time. too. We just picked a day and we just oh, tried how to romantic. Yeah, we went through the park and just. Cougar. <laughs> I miss Skippy. Hey, he's She's coming back now. September eighth. Uh, wow. Coming soon. Um, <laughs> but anyway, yeah, it's fun to just go to the parks and sort of go where you need to go without worrying about having a fast pass. He had manners. Like the other ones don't. <laughs> I mean, no offense, but there was just something about Skippy that just harkened me back to 1971, and you know, it was just like a different world. <laughs> <laughs> do it, Rhino. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> a, why 1971 in particular? I don't know. I, just, that was a good year for you. Oh. Uh, All right, folks. I'm sorry, but we are going to have to wrap the show. Uh, Thunder's getting a little too close for my taste, so I apologize. Um, that is going to do it for our show for this week. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you again next time. I'll see you again in three weeks uh, for the next edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.